Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but so, look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this, Nair, yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah, and how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household, so anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. You can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you can have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. 
Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's been approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is the Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. And welcome to Almost Famous, the OGs, with your hosts, Mm -hmm. the OGs, Trista Sutter. And me, Bob Guinea. Welcome to our show this week. I just want to say something, Trista. Last week, I loved it because we talked all about you, all about your show. And, you know, and I even thought a few times, I'm like, gosh, you know, Trista, I don't understand why she's like, you know, didn't want us to watch it. Didn't wasn't it? You know, wasn't. And so then this week, um, I I so feel your pain right now, my friend. And I am so sorry. So sorry that I was like, well, come on, Trista, have some fun with this. No, it is so cringy. It's like when you hear your voice on a voicemail or any interview, you know, when you first started doing stuff in the media. Well, you yeah. were a singer, so maybe that doesn't affect you. But I feel like I hated listening to me. I hated watching oh. myself and all the faces I made and what I said. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm so glad that you finally understand since last week. I mean, it hasn't been a long time. Um, but we got I, to watch uh, Bob's season, and now yeah. we get to pick it apart like we did mine last <laughs> week. <laughs> so I've got to tell you this. So um, I've been very insulated, right? Because, uh, you know, when my season first aired, uh, yeah. for the premiere episode, they um, they had uh, like this party thing that we did for it, right? And we were all together for that. And it was a lot of talking. And I don't remember... I don't really remember hearing myself that much. And I really enjoyed it then way more than this time when I had to hear myself. And first of all, I don't know if I, I mean, do I sound like that? Is that what I really sound like when I talk? And then do I really giggle all the time incessantly for no reason? Like I was watching it going, and then what the hell was going on with my hair? Like it literally, I had this big curly Q section that hung down and I'm like, and then I also have to tell you this part. People, you know, when I would do all the interviews after being on on your season, and uh, people would always say, oh, yeah, Funny Bob. We love Funny Bob. I never heard myself called Fat Bob until I watched the show last night. I'm like, what the hell is wait, that? <laughs> wait, remind me. When did that? Did you call yourself Fat Bob? I said it all the time. I would always go, is that a fat joke? Oh, is that this, is that that's that? what I thought. But, you yes. know, but it was so funny because uh, Chris Harrison in one of his intros for me was like, you know, and he, you know, they, the America responded in just crazy format. Right. I, at one point, I'm like, they're selling Here this awfully hard. Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and he's like, you know, and uh, I mean, he was fat, Bob, and now he's lean and mean, loving Bob. I'm like, oh, what? oh, so I'm gonna no. have to call Harrison about that too. And yeah, talk to let's get him on little, the show next. Give him a little um, chat him up, but it was yeah. uncomfortable as hell. So I know, I know what you mean. I was just going. <laughs> Why would I say that? Why did I do that? You know? I know. Oh, brutal. Uh, and my memory okay, was so, so different. So different. Yeah. Was it? Well, because, you know, I've never, 
I mean, this might be a terrible thing to admit right now, but I've never watched the season myself. That's not a terrible thing to admit, since I don't my, think. Since the season. Like, I remember, well, and you know, you just said you watched it at, did you watch it at a party? So there were a bunch of people yeah. around. Yes. Of, well, I remember exactly. one of my favorite memories and it did pop up last night uh, when I was watching the episode. Um, one of the favorite things that I said, and thankfully I was with Andrew Firestone when I said uh-huh. this or when we both watched it. Cause I don't even remember saying it, but I was like, I was like pouring out some wine to my family at the dinner table. And I'm like, and this is from the Guinea stone vineyards. Right. And I remember sitting with Andrew, we were in New York and he looked at me, he goes, Really, bro? And I love Andrew, so I was like, dude, I don't even remember saying that. And so that popped up last night, and I thought that was pretty funny. But other than that, I was so incredibly funny. uncomfortable. Wow. I know. I feel your pain. I do. It is not – like, it was – especially for me, obviously, in how it ended up, it was one of the best times of my life because sure. I met Ryan. But it was so cringy. I just – I. Ugh, I hated yeah. watching it back. Uh, so, okay. So tell us, how did you feel? Like, obviously we went from my season where we were, we were good friends. We had a connection, yeah. but obviously I feel like our connection was, was and friends. still With is friendship. great yeah. friends. Absolutely. And, and so you went from that experience and you had the experience of having all the cameras in your face and, you know, all of that to yeah. then being the lead. And I, when you said, I don't like hurting people's feelings. Do you remember I cried the first night, the first night yeah. of my, I, I I felt the exact same way, especially the first night, because I was like, I don't even know these guys and I'm sending them home, you know, based on maybe yeah. one conversation, if that. Maybe. So how like did I, you I mean, feel? Maybe. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So how did you feel going into it? Well, I remember you and I talked, obviously, when they you know, I, I think you might remember this, but when they first asked me to be that bachelor, I was kind of like, no, I, I don't think, I think I'm okay, you know? And yeah. I really loved being, and I used to say it all the time, I was like, I was the lovable loser from Trista's season. This is kind of fun. You know, everywhere I go, they're like, oh my God, we love you, it. you know? So I can't do anything yeah. wrong, you know? But then, you know, um, then you start thinking about it. Like, what if I would miss this opportunity to meet someone that potentially yeah. could be my soulmate, you know? And um, obviously the show worked out differently for me than it did for you, but I definitely met some really amazing women and, and I hate to even use the word amazing in any aspect of my life I anymore because right? we use it so much on yeah. the show. But yeah. Um, yeah, the biggest concern for me was to be, I just, I hate hurting people's feelings. And right. and I think I kind of numbed myself to it a little bit over the years. Like I would make fun of it and I'd go, oh yeah, you could have a monkey handing out flowers and the girls would cry. That, you know, that made me feel better about myself having to send yeah. someone home because, right. but in truth, it was like, you know, um, Watching the show last night, I even thought to myself, I'm like, God, I wish I would have known all the nice things that these women said about me before they showed up because I would have maybe, you know, because I didn't get to talk to everyone. In fact, we're going to have a guest on the show today that I don't even think I got to talk to that night. And um, it's pretty crazy because, you know, you don't realize what amazing people you might miss out on meeting, even to make friends with necessarily, uh, uh, you know, or love or whatever will come from it. But I was super bummed, uh, you know, to be the bachelor in that situation, because I remember thinking there's nothing anyone's done wrong here. And they're going to, they're going to yeah. go home thinking that they didn't do something right enough. Even if it weren't, right. even if they didn't feel anything for me necessarily just to remain on the show or to get to have that experience. And, and I just felt terrible. And I, I mean, I did throughout the entire season, like every time a rose ceremony came up, I was less excited, which is probably a terrible thing to say, but I was less excited about yeah. the flowers I was given out. I, or I shouldn't say less, but I, I was probably equally as excited about the flowers I was giving out as I was really upset and sad about the ones I wasn't giving out. 
Oh, yeah. I I know that. I totally understand where you're yeah. coming from there. It is definitely a hard balance, I feel like, for the leads. And especially, I feel like, okay, so my season, I think probably the demographic of people who watch the show is a, a, a big, way bigger number of women, right? So yeah, yeah. the men, especially, okay, so on my show, the men are going to come on the show and be the, the bachelors, if you will, for The Bachelorette. But a lot of them, because it had just started, may not have ever seen the show or even heard of it, including Ryan. But yeah. your season, holy cow, these women came in like infatuated with you. They were like yeah. gunning for you. I mean, especially one of our guests who's going to be on um, coming up really soon. I'm excited to talk to her. <laughs> but, um, but wow, I mean, that I think was different in that they were really excited. So the pressure, I think, yeah. was even greater for you because they were really expecting to, you know, formulate this intense relationship. Immediate, and, too. Like it was, yeah, it was gonna immediate. Be boom, you know. And yeah, you know, I'll, I'll never forget as, a, as the first limo was pulling up. And, you know, you're already nervous enough as it is. Yeah. But I don't know if you saw this when, when, it, when we were watching it, but they started chanting my name from inside the limo. And I could right. hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As it yep. turned the corner. And part of me was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And then as the door opened, I felt so much pressure. I remember going right. like, oh, my God, what if I'm not good enough for them? You're like, what if they look like get out of the car and they're like, oh, you know, or if I'm talking to them and they're like, oh, I expected so much more, you know, or yeah. whatever. Because right. at that point, I had been kind of over I've been oversaturated at that point, you know, where I was I had been on Oprah a bunch in between your show and, and, and mine. And it was yep. like, you know, they saw just like clips of me. And snippets, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and um, well, if Oprah loves him, he must be great. You know, it was kind of like I heard a couple people say that. And, but I remember thinking to myself, like, what if I'm not good enough? You know, and right. they're like, so they have these expectations. What if I can't fulfill them? And up until that point, I had zero self-doubt. And then like literally yeah. the first door of the limo opens. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, Yikes. and I started thinking, overthinking, you know. Oh, yeah. I tend to do that a lot in my life. Do you think, um, was Chris a big help when it came to that self-doubt? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a few, there's several moments in the show that, you know, because as you know, you know, going through the experience the first time, you do create friendships with, even though you're not supposed to, you know, right. necessarily create friendships with the producers and with the hosts and everything else you do. Oh, I did. And, you know, yeah. Chris is one of those guys that he was there and, and he was a great sounding board. He had been there already at that point. I was what the uh, the fourth bachelor, but your show had gone too. So this is technically the fifth season. Yeah. Um. And you know he was he had great advice for me. You know he's like, don't get in your own head, just relax, yeah. enjoy yourself. You know, and he's like, let yourself be yourself because that's what everyone is here for. They like they like you. They like who you are. You know, like he gave me a lot of confidence in those moments where I I think I may not have been feeling as confident as I would have liked to have. Portrayed. Yeah, I'm sure. I think all of us do it. Every lead. I, I can't imagine that anyone has not had any self-doubt going in. Yeah. But that that had got had had to have been hard because the girls were just coming in hot. You know, they were yeah. really, really jonesing for some Bob Guinea. Um, <laughs> OK, so how did you feel about your mom being there, I loved the fact oh. that they brought your mom. I know you were horrified, probably. Yeah. You'll, yeah. You can tell. You can talk to us about that. But I think they should do it again. I think they need to do that to, like, change things up because I thought it was great that, 
you know, the girls then were probably on their best behavior. Yeah. yeah. You know, once she yeah. showed up and they wanted to impress her maybe more than you even. More. So how yeah. did you feel when your mom showed up? Well, you know, I think I think I had made it pretty clear uh, when I was on your season and then also in the subsequent interviews thereafter, excuse me, that, you know, I'm a very big family person, you know, like I yeah. love my family and I, I love, you know, and, and now that I've built my own family, I love being closer to my family. I relocated back yep. to Michigan to be closer to my mom and dad because they're they're getting up there in years. And then I lost my dad last year. So I thank God I know, that I did I'm that. So sorry. Um, yeah. But uh, it was one of those things having my mom come on, you know, that everyone kind of knew I was a mama's boy. And, uh, you know, here she comes. And, you know, I mean, Nora uh, was in her element. Let's just say that yeah. like she came in. <laughs> She's like, you know, the bell of the ball. Hello, everyone. You know, and I was like watching her work the room and I'm just like, oh, and part of me like was super excited about it because, you know, it gave people an opportunity to get a little more of a glimpse into who I really am and not just what they had seen on TV and stuff. And um, and so that was really awesome. And then it was actually kind of comforting, too, you know, because I like to tease my mom quite a bit. And and so to have my mom there and be able to kind of tease with her and, you know, uh, you know, just kind of watch her like i could tell right away that she was gravitating to certain people and you yes. know it was did that my help? mom uh to a degree uh it yeah. also was like some people you know here's here's where it kind of worked against me was my mom would talk to some people that that i never got to talk to and so my mom would be like oh i really like so and so and i'm like I, I didn't even get to talk to them other than right. when i first met them and so you know and i think like you said you know knowing that it was me before anyone got there that they kind of came in and it was like, we sort of, it, it was almost like we picked up uh, like like everyone that was there that night. It was like our third day. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I uh-huh. didn't have to go through a lot of the pleasantries of, you know, explaining who I am and all that kind of stuff. It was like, boom, we were at this, this next level. And True. so I really, I really did sincerely have, I mean, I would say probably 18 of the 25 women that I talked to. Uh, yeah. I, I really was like, oh my God, I can't send any of them home. Like, what am I going to do? I like all of them. And, you know, and so I was really in that pickle of, you know, I I will say this. I knew right when the twins got out of the car, I'm like, I'm either keeping them both or cutting them both. There's not, I am not playing this game. I I can't even imagine. Right. (laughs) I know. I was like, this is not happening. So that was, that was right away. And then I I never actually really got to talk to them either. And then, um, you know, there were, yeah, there were quite a few people that I felt like, man, I would have liked to have more time with them. You know, like, um and and get to know them better. Like I remember Shay, the firefighter that was. Oh uh, yes, on the I show. was going to ask you about her. Yeah, I was I was literally going to gonna ask you if if yeah. you had any regrets about her because I was like she's so cute and what a great job. Yeah, you. Did. I really oh. did. Do you know I actually? So this is a, a little behind the scenes uh, for everyone. I actually went to the producers and I was like, man, I'm having, I'm having second thoughts. I I sent I go this I sent this girl Shay home who was a firefighter. I never got to talk to her. Like, yeah. but I want, I was trying to get to her all night and I kept going in different directions. And I'm like, what if we, uh, you know, what if we brought her back and like said, you know, Hey, yes. she come back. And I go, and then like, that would be like the, you know, and they were like, that's not how the show works. We're not doing that. You know, it was uh, very rigid when you and I did it right. years later, you're they'd true. be like, awesome I mean, idea. Right. We'll have her crash a date. You know, like, like they do that now all the time, but back then it wasn't going to happen. And, um, no. and I, I thought that way about her. And I actually thought that way about, um, one of our guests who will be on in just a few minutes who I hardly got to talk to. But I remember thinking like, you know, I feel like if I could bring back one or two people, those would be the ones. And, yeah. um, you know, but they, they didn't give me that opportunity. So, you know, you kind of, that's a bummer. Given. 
Yeah. Because you're right. They were very rigid. I remember explaining the show to people and being like, okay, so you start with 25 guys and then you go down to 15 and then it's 10 and then it's, you know, and it was very like uh, regimented or rigid. And now it's like you have no idea how many roses they're going to give, how many people are going to stay until they're like, okay, well, we have two more roses left or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They they were like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've heard the comment more than once when Chris was hosting. And then I did I did watch the first episode when Jesse was hosting, too. And it it was it was kind of like, well, and when and when uh, when the girl stepped in too, when Tasha and Caitlin stepped in, it was kind of like, well, it's your show. You know what? How many roses do you want tonight? We didn't we weren't doing that. You know, we were, like you said, very regimented. I remember when I was when I left on your season with Jamie, when you when you um, you know, when we didn't get the rose that night, I believe you went. Was that from eight? 10, it was from eight, eight to, to four. four. Yeah, eight like the four. next day yeah. was the hometown dates. And I remember thinking, you know, oh, wow, I, I would love Trista to meet my family. And it would be amazing, you yeah. know. And But then I got so nervous, you know, because I was divorced. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel right now. Like, am I the right guy for her? You know, and so it was so awesome when, when you're at that point in the show. Now, it's not that awesome when you're in your situation or me watching myself in that situation last night and remembering, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Just just flashing back to the time on the show, how completely stressed out I was. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, no, it's I, impossible I, to go into that thing and take it lightly. If if someone were to go into that thing and take it lightly, they are a complete idiot because you are really playing with people's emotions and feelings. And oh man, and I you know, it's it so not going to work if right, they're taking right. it lightly. But you have yeah. to really have your head in the game and know who you are, know what you're looking for and be serious about it and be in the yep. moment. So yeah, if you're taking it lightly, it is most definitely not going to work. It will end no. up, even though it doesn't end up, you know, I just saw um, there have been these interviews because it's like the 20th anniversary coming up. Um, the news media has been covering it and they've been interviewing, you know, the people, the successful relationships from the show. And I remember reading um, recently about the percentage, you know, yeah. of how many people work out compared to how many people or relationships don't from bachelor, bachelorette, bachelor in paradise, all of them. Yeah. And, you know, the percentage is pretty low, but I want to turn around and say, but you know what? So is the percentage in real life. Like how many people do you actually date in your dating life yeah. until you meet the person that you spend the rest of your life with. Well, especially if you count like casual dates, you know, uh, friends setting you up and you're bowling, you know, there's like a million different types of interactions you can have with people. And you're right. Right. I mean, I I get it. You're right. The numbers aren't great, but the, so there's this saying about, um, I, I don't want to offend anyone, but a a girlfriend of mine, a friend of mine who's a girl, not a girlfriend, a friend of mine who's a girl said this (laughs) saying to me once about Anchorage, Alaska. And I love okay. Anchorage, Alaska, for all you Alaskans who might be tuning in today. <laughs> uh, but I remember saying to her one night, and she's a real pretty girl, and she works there in Anchorage. And I was like, God, and she's single, you know? And I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like, you're so pretty, and you're so successful. I mean, do you not want to be in a relationship? Because that makes sense, if that's the, yeah. the case. But I'm like, everywhere we go, there's like 90 guys to one girl. And she right. goes, oh, yeah, that's very right. That's very true. The odds, the odds are good, and the goods are odd. And I thought it was so ah. funny. <laughs> I've never heard that saying before. And so it just really struck me as funny. But I started thinking about it, like you said, you know, like the That's relationships funny. that, yeah, there, there are few relationships that, that seem to go like, like work out and, and where they get married and everything. But uh, other than one, 
there haven't been any knock on wood uh, of those relationships that haven't stayed together. So, you know, those relationships have really stood the test of time from the, from the show too. And I think, yeah. you know, right. I think there's definitely a formula for that. Um, I think it's a mental formula that the couples yeah. that get together at the end have to have be on completely lockstep with to understand, you know, we got to protect this thing and we don't care, how, you know, we're not going to do this, this, and this, we're going to do this. Right. And, yeah. you know, that's a big thing. And, and I think it's uh, something to be very proud of because there aren't a ton of them that come out and stand the test of time and yourselves, yeah. Sean, I mean, Sean and Catherine, and, and you're right, like ex- expanding the shows really kind of helped that, like, you know, yeah. Jaden Tanner, you know, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of those relationships that came off of different variations of the show too. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I feel very lucky, obviously, that I yeah. met Ryan and we have been able to be successful, but I think a lot of things go into making a relationship successful and, um, you know, we have our off days as does everybody. Um, we have our great days. And I think it's just a matter of, um, you know, all of the things that they talk about in every single self-help marriage book relationship book there is just, you know, forgiveness and, and friendship and, um, trust and communication and all the, all the core things, you know, like they really, um, it's it's what you do. We've always said that it's what you do with your relationship after the show yeah. that matters because, yes, they introduced us and we are very grateful for that. But yeah. uh, after the show, we've put in a lot of you. hard work and dedication. Yeah, it completely yeah. is on you. So and, and yeah. sometimes just one person isn't they realize that they're not ready or they realize that they learned something about the other person that is not in sync with what they're looking for. Whatever happens. I mean, life yeah. happens. You go back to work and the work stress <laughs> and the friends well, stress and the family and let's stress. Not kid and- ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. Coming off of a show like this where yeah. your private jets everywhere, right? right. You know, you're taking the private jet everywhere you want to go. You're, you know, flying into a volcano and in a helicopter. Right. You're doing all this great stuff. And then it's yep. like, okay, well, my car's been in the shop for two weeks. Right. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> That's I'm going back to four my grand. Yeah, I'm going yeah. back to my studio apartment or whatever. You know, there is a change that comes totally. from that. And even though, I mean, you know, like I was watching the show last night, um, just kind of playing it back in my mind how I was so like floored with the look of the mansion, right? When I when I like walked up to it. And you remember the mansion I'm talking about. It's not the cool one yeah. that everyone sees nowadays. And nope. I remember going, Oh my God, this place is awesome. And then I remember yeah. having to ask if we could clean the pool so I could swim in it because it was like so green with algae. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, it might take a day or two, you know. And then my room, I mean, Andrew Firestone and I used to laugh about the room that we had because we had the same room, uh, you know, when we filmed our different shows. And yep. he's like, isn't it weird that the closet is like a curtain? Like you're in this, you know, million <laughs> you know, dollar house. And it's like, yeah, no doubt. And then, uh, like the kitchen, you know, the sink didn't work. You're like, oh, maybe we totally. could. Uh... They're like, yo, you oh, use yeah. the sink right here in the bathroom off the side. I'm like, what? You know, it was just kind of crazy. So I just thought, I don't know. It's so funny, you know, looking back on it and, you know, yeah. remembering that whole thing. So, okay. So I am really interested to get to our first guest because she is one that you didn't have a lot of time with. But yet right. you have said that you reconnected with her later in life. I'll tell I'll let you tell that story. Yes. Uh, but let's take a break and then we'll bring on our first guest. Sounds great. Uh-huh. 
What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, smart money. Happy hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending... $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) Or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair. The OG has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I 
I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you feel like you just need to get something off your chest, whether it's work, family, relationships, we all carry around different stressors all day, big and small. When we bottle up those stressors, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's been weighing you down. Therapy's always been a benefit in my life. It's something that uh, my wife and I do as a couple. It's also something I do personally. If nothing else, it's a great place to just release whatever is going on internally. It's a place where you can feel less alone. Therapy allows you to be the best version of yourself, which obviously life is short. And so the more we can be the better versions of ourselves, the better this whole thing is for us and the people around us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash almost today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash almost. Welcome back, everybody. I'm really excited to be able to talk to Julie Smith, who actually is a pro in the field now. She'll probably be interviewing us by the time this conversation starts. So. <laughs> um, but Julie, welcome and um, say hi. Say hi to your ex-boyfriend, Bob King. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Bobby, how, hi. how are you, darling? <laughs> I am great. You look beautiful as always. Thank you. Thank you. I'm on my, I'm, I'm on a break from, uh, I'm at work right now. So I'm, yes. I snuck away. Well, thank you for sneaking away. Of course, um, thank you. I know you're probably delivering all the pressing news and weather and traffic <laughs> and everything else that you do. All the things. Um, so I was telling this story about when we were talking about bringing on guests from our season. And I said, you know, I want to bring on someone who I said, we have the most unique relationship of mm -hmm. most people I know from this whole franchise, especially if they were on the same season together. Right. Which was um, Julie was on my season and she was uh, she was. Uh, someone who I hardly got to talk to the first night. Yeah. I think you talked to my mom, actually, more than you talked to me. For a minute, me. probably, yeah. yeah. 
I didn't get to talk to you hardly at all. And I, yeah. I don't know if you know this part, but I know I've told you this, but there was a point in um, like the, what would have been the next, I guess, theoretically the next episode, but there was a point right. where I went to the producers and I said, you know, if I could have a golden rose or something, like I'd, <laughs> I'd love to, and I, 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 I thought about it. I'm like, I'd like to bring back Julie and Shay. Cause I never got to talk yeah. to either one. Shay was the firefighter. And I'm like, yes, I never got to I talk to them very much, but I found them both attractive. And the 30 seconds that I got to speak to each of them, yeah. I was like having a nice <laughs> conversation. And, yeah. um, and Julie, uh, you know, Julie and I, obviously I, she went at home the first night. We didn't get to spend any more time together. And then randomly, uh, <laughs> a few years later, I'm at the Kentucky Derby, which has become mm -hmm. uh, a, uh, a, an annual thing. And yeah. uh, the, one of the first people I'm sitting there with is Julie Smith. <laughs> Yeah. And Julie's from Louisville and Julie is a, you know, she's always done the red carpet stuff there. She does a ton of interviews there. She's been on a couple of the TV shows there before she relocated, which I'll let her tell her own story there. But she became one of my favorite people in the world. And I love, I love our friendship. I love, I love who you are. And I love how our friendship has grown over 20 years yeah. to be, you know, I mean, we we actually might be next to Tristan Ryan the longest relationship to come out of the Nashville. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. I never thought about it that way, but you're right. You're absolutely. Right. I didn't either until I just said that. But yes. I remember Julie. Julie came up to me one year. We 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 knew this story, but I don't think the new the newspapers or anything knew it. And Julie came up to me one year with a rose. Remember? Do you? And, and well, we okay. Hold on. So oh boy. Is, <laughs> well, no, I had it. I think I know what you're talking about. You're talking about it was at a gifting suite, right? We yes, got all those yes. Photos. But yeah. I, here's what I before that even I don't know if you remember, but the very first time after the whole Bachelor and a few years later at the Derby, the first time we even spoke, reconnected, and really got introduced properly, um, yeah. we were actually at the track at Churchill Downs, and I forget what hubbub was going on. But for those who don't know, the Kentucky Derby is also called the Run for the Roses. The winning horse gets yes. a huge, beautiful rose garland. So if you go to Louisville, anywhere you are, there's just a giant bouquet of red roses everywhere. Everywhere. So yeah. they're all over the place. So the first time we met, actually, Bob just yanks one of them out of <laughs> one of these decorations. And he walks up uh, behind me. He said, I think I owe Aww. you this. Yes, <laughs> I do remember That's that, the actually. the first time we ever spoke. That and is the first time. I loved it. And it was, and it was true. Cause uh, you know, I mean, I think at the end of the day, I think we've proven you and I, we've always gotten along great and yeah. it's just such a bummer. We didn't get to meet, but that's a prime example of, you know, we, Tristan and I were talking about some of the pressures you feel when you're the bachelor mm -hmm. person, like when she has the bachelorette, me as a bachelor, um, is like, Oh my God, what if I miss that person? What if I yeah. didn't get to talk to the person that's the right person, you know? And mm -hmm. it's crazy because you go through that experience and you literally live with so much self-doubt, <laughs> especially in the early episodes, because you don't know anyone, yeah. right? It's like, well, and it was you get, season four. So not yeah. only was yeah. it episode one, but the whole thing was still so new. And, yeah. you know, I feel like somebody can go on that show now and they have so much content to research. Yeah. You know, the most research I did was to watch the previous season to see what to pack to wear. Yeah. <laughs> really. That was the right. Thing. No, you know? yeah. So, how was your experience on the show? Did you tell us about tell us about your experience? Yeah. On the show. Well, um, and, and Bob, we've told told these stories a hundred times, but sometimes something new may pop up. But for <laughs> me, it was definitely one of those. I literally tripped and fell into it. They at the time, <laughs> I don't know how long they did this, but you know, they always had people from across the country sending in 
at that time, Bob, during our season, it was VHS tapes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Some people watching have Same no thing. idea what I'm talking They're about. They're like, VHS. Right? Right. <laughs> right. But I didn't do that. But they had all that. But they used to take something called the love bus around the country. Were you all aware of this? No. I knew that they went to different places, but I didn't know it had a name. The love bus for real? There, there was a giant tricked out like van. And these, do you all remember Duran Ophir, I think is how you say no. his name. He was, I um, remember Duran. Yeah, yeah, he was one of the casting guys. And long story short, they drove <laughs> this thing around the country. And what they told me was they wanted to, when they came to Louisville, Kentucky, they had started to try to get a little more into middle America and the South. Mm-hmm. They were, they had exhausted the beach towns and the big cities and they wanted quote unquote more real, um, not to say that others aren't, but that's what they were getting at. But anyway, I stumbled into it. I wasn't going to this giant cattle call. I was out celebrating a birthday with a friend and those guys were at the same bar having a drink. And so many women had clamored around them when they found out who they were. They said, Hey, let's, let's turn the lights on and turn the cameras on now and start doing. Oh my gosh. That's actually, you know what? I do remember you telling me that, that they did that when you were out and that is crazy. (laughs) That is so funny. I'm convinced that what sort of, I guess, grabbed the producers and is because I wasn't there to audition or to answer the right questions. I was celebrating a birthday. So I was a a good two glasses of wine in by the time they put the camera on me. (laughs) And that's a fun Julie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which I think is what they thought they were going to continue to get. Right. And I'm so sad they didn't. So did (laughs) did Bob send you home? And I'm sorry, Bob, I know this probably breaks your heart, but he sent you home the first night, right? He did. And we he's right. We barely got to talk. I remember walking down some little pathway and da 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 before they send somebody in. I was gonna say someone interrupted us. Yeah, Yeah, I remember. Am I allowed to spill beans here? Is that a yes? Oh yeah, spill okay. away. We're, we're way past our contract. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Exactly. Pull that thing back up again. Um, yeah. But yeah, they they definitely are coming up. Have you talked to Bob yet? No, not yet. He's talking to someone. We'll go interrupt. That I said, don't really want to do that. That's not what I would normally do. And they nudge, and they said, well, okay, you know, it's on you. You might, you know, that kind of thing. So someone yeah. came in, interrupted us. But I just remember. Um, I mean, I was having a great time. The little cocktail party, the girls were so great. Kelly Joe's coming on after me. I spent 50% of my time laughing at her. She right? just, I mean, just listening to her laugh made me laugh. So I was having yeah. a ball, the best. Yeah. but Bob was just a flash. Like I barely saw him. Um, and I did, I think our episode one, you catch me <laughs> something really cheesy. I think I said, your mom asked me, uh, how do I like the Midwest? And I said something about, being a wimp in the cold, but I can handle it. Yes, I, I remember. Yes, what? right. <laughs> I, I think that's a great say. answer. That's a great answer. <laughs> it is. It's, it's what I would have said. It's yeah. Truth, right. Julie, but I did was... like, I think you might have gone out the night before uh, partying because you your voice was a little uh, scratchy. Oh, man. I didn't. Re- so you've seen that link that just went out, didn't you? Uh, no, you told me one. about it that, uh, that Lindsay put that out there. But uh, Trista yeah. and I, we got a little uh, summary to watch, Wasn't you know, uh, just to remind ourselves. And your voice sounds it, it totally I was different. A mess. I have good, good, very good point. I don't know at that time, but very likely. I mean, we had been, but they have us on lockdown, you know, basically right. a quarantine oh, yeah, in the hotel. Sure. So I know it wasn't but the night before. Not that they wouldn't have brought you wine if you, if you asked, oh, you I know. Definitely yeah. Have room service, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Couple for bars. Sure. Yeah. I was really hoarse though. Yeah. That's when I watched it back, I went, what was wrong with me? But you know, 
that could have been left over from a few days prior in Louisville because I had the time and energy to be a responsible adult during the week of my full-time job. And of course. Yeah, I still had time and energy on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so what wow. does your life look like now? You're obviously oh, you're a TV host. Yeah. And that didn't happen for a few years later. So at the time I'm trying to, I think they had sales representatives down, which I was, um, I was in pharmaceutical sales at the time that we mm -hmm. filmed the bachelor. And, um, a few years later, things just very slowly, it was like a slow drip. So you go back home, mm -hmm. of course, and everybody's very excited. It's the girl that was on the bachelor and you're, and I'm still very, um, not weirded out, but it was just, I was like, if they only knew how normal, this, I mean, yeah, I was on The Bachelor, but outside of that, you and I are exactly the same. But it was yeah. fun yeah. because I enjoyed people so much. So I loved ch chatting it up with new people and that. And that went on for a while. And then so I was asked to um, be a guest on a local talk show uh, to promote mm -hmm. a charity event. I think it was a different one than Bob and I met at. But um, I went on that show as a guest and had a blast. And again, I'm in sales at the time, but it was one of those things. People always ask me, have you ever considered news or host? And I yeah. said, no, that wasn't my, you know, what I studied. And this host calls me back a week later and says, have you ever thought about doing this? And I said, all right, what's going on here? There's something I need to look into. And before I knew it, I was his co-host on a live wow. one hour talk show. No experience. I mean, <laughs> no problem talking, clearly. Right. Then you went, you were doing the red carpet interviews and yeah. everything else. And yep. then, you know, Julie's going to sell this short, but she's, she really is a go-getter <laughs> and she put together her stuff and started networking and, <laughs> but it was always pretty organic. And then she ended up landing yeah. Yeah, a really huge was. job. I mean, yeah. you had to relocate and everything. Yeah. I was, I spent three years out in LA and didn't even know until halfway through my time there that Bob lived down. I mean, we were friends at this point. I just didn't know yeah. where oh in LA we, we, would, we would see each other every year in Louisville at the Derby. And, and then, <laughs> then we find out we were like literally three miles away from, right. from each other exactly. in LA. Didn't oh, I, I've never got crazy. together in LA. Yeah. That's what you call busy, busy lives. I was like, and my wife loves Julie. So like She's she would have awesome. loved for us to get together, you know, it's just Tell crazy. Jess <laughs> hello, by the way, and congratulations <laughs> to both of you. I've just, I, I, I can go down that rabbit hole. I'll give you a call later to talk about all that, but I thank just, you so much. Oh, I've seen the well, pictures and just, thanks. He's a cutie. You guys are, deserve it. Thank you, doll. We love you. Thank you so much for coming yeah, on the show. Thanks for talking to us. Of course. Um, you know, Julie Smith, the, the, the golden rose that got away. <laughs> You know, that's what thanks julie <laughs> but, but it's trade that for every year now in louisville Kentucky, that's right so. that's Absolutely. right that's right love you jules trista, love you great to meet you trista nice to meet you thanks so Bye. much for joining us this Bye -bye. is kelly joe you got it <laughs> yeah <right? laughs> bye-bye isn't she great Bye. oh my god I she's just, awesome I yeah oh my gosh now i you know we we saw each other, I think, the first year after the show at Derby. Yeah. And then and then I might have gone another time, so maybe two times, but gosh, I need to get back there. I know how you much really fun do. that is it's and so I know how much you love fun. it. Well, it yeah. falls on my birthday every year, so it's like a it's like a milestone for me. And natural. You know, yeah. um started uh, you know, this group of friends with which Julie is a part of and we just started, you know, spending this time together and it's now it's become like a family. And so I love it. Yeah, it's so nice. So That's it's great. been a lot of fun over the years. And obviously, you know, The Bachelor uh, helped create a really wonderful friendship there. So isn't that nice? That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for the bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, smart money. Happy hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel. Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending... $499 $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. Let's talk about something we all can relate to. Hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns. Ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip and I was like, this is so awful, but I 
I do like need to do it. <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. It, ugh, no, ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like, um, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, soothing aloe and water lily body cream. Really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way, Nair has it. They have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes. And if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs, think about what you can do in three minutes with Nair. And the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving. Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so next, I'm so excited to talk to her. It's been a while. We're friends on Facebook still. Uh, I yes. think we connected at one of those, when a, a reunion or something. Um, but I'm so excited. She mentioned Kelly Joe, And if you all, if you all go back and watch Bob's first episode, Kelly Joe is not hard to distinguish. She's the one with the laugh. She, there she is. Oh my God, you're getting your hair done. <laughs> She's getting her hair done. She's like, I'll do this, but I'm, I'm not going to cancel my appointment. No, I have a best friend's wedding where I have to look really good, you guys. So You this already look great. I'm you loving You look amazing. <laughs> so oh, good to see you guys. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe you have foils in your hair. Of course you have okay, foils Jay, in your hair. Awesome. So good. Hey, you want me? I show up. Look at me. That's we right. Do. Look at this. So I Kelly love Joe, it. Kelly Joe, Julie Smith was just on with us and she was oh, sending her love. I love her. I yes. love her so much. And Kelly, so yesterday I reached out to Kelly Joe and we're, you know, just kind of chatting and Kelly Joe's like, well, listen, I mean, I'll come on, but I got a hair appointment. And uh, so, you know, and I'm like, well, then take your cell phone. Don't take your laptop. It'd be too cumbersome. She's like, you got it. Uh, yes. Um, and did you tell anyone else how you came up on my phone? I did not. I was going to save that for you. 
Tell me. This is so funny, you guys. So talk about OG kind of stuff. We, he messages me and he's like, Kelly Joe, it's Bob. And I was like, what? <laughs> His name came up as Sarah B. Guinea Montes, like full on pseudo name that I probably was trying to hide back in the day if he texts me late night. No joke. <laughs> that is hysterical. What's Montes for? It's almost very Bridgerton, Bridgerton I guess. Yes. But I don't know why Montes. I think because I used to work at a Montessori <laughs> back then. I have no oh. idea. Okay. I have no, honestly no clue. But why would I call that you Sarah? That is so funny. I know. And then I it was know. Sarah and it didn't even have an H. I was Sarah without no. an H. And I'm like, no, I think I would be Sarah with an H. But you would. Okay. Right. I don't yeah, know. You look, like this, you look like you'd have an H, maybe. I feel like I'd have an H. You know, just a little extra. Just um, ridiculous. You know? but this too is, much. Because if we communicated, it was now through social media, and I didn't even remember having his cell phone. Yeah. That is I know, so probably funny. was very random. I mean, because we've, we've talked a couple times over the years, and it's always been great, but it's always, you're right, it's always been through Facebook yeah. or, or Instagram yeah. or whatever. So yeah, yeah that I is so funny. That you so wait, what I need to know is since you have his phone number in there and you have like a fake name for him, were you guys talking after the show? Like when you were with Estella, Bob? No. I mean, I okay. think we connected. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I don't recall that. I think that. we chatted. I remember chatting. Well, actually, right the when number you, were you with have Estella. for me, though, the number you have for me is a wrong, is not the number I had then. Oh, that's weird. Well, but, but, okay. So during our season, how we had to call each other, Ryan and I, they gave us a number to call and then it patched us through. So it was a fake oh number. God. It Like they were so scared. That, did you guys that have code someone, names, Trista? Because we had code Of course names. we did. Oh yes, yes, we had code names. Well, yours was Sarah. So. <laughs> yeah, yours was Sarah. I was Sarah B. Montas, apparently. Yeah, because that hmm. wasn't my phone number back then. So I, I didn't know, have that. So phone I bet it was a number that they that the producers gave you yeah. that it would patch you through or whatever to. I wonder to, to connect. Yeah, I remember so talking funny. to Bob right after when they had originally cast me as the Bachelorette. Yes, and you were like, "Kel, you should do it. This is it's worth it." And I was like, "It's worth it. They're not even going to pay me." And you were like, <laughs> "All right, we need to have the discussion." I remember you helping me through like the thought process, but then. I think they did like a demo, um, a demographic, um, and they did a poll and they didn't believe that a 23 year old could right. carry into having a relationship. So that's when they cast Meredith. Yeah. And, and you guys something. were friends. It looked like, so when you watch it, we watched this first episode, uh, just to, which by the way, my and, hair and make Kelly Joe, my hair looks <laughs> bananas. Um, <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> Even though it, mine looks crazy Your now, hair. mine looked mine matched yours, Bob. I think that's why yeah, we kind of paired it together. We had like the it. curly Jerry curl. Yeah, and it's and by the way, it mine wasn't an Ogilvy home perm. That's all natch. Mm-hmm. That was all you know. I mean, you can see the frizz going on right here. So it's still oh, girlfriend, <laughs> I've got some. Kelly so Joe anyway, and I on we, a human day sh- was not good for anyone. No. Uh, <laughs> Um, so when we, when I watched the show, I, I had actually forgotten that Meredith was on your season, Bob. And then, and then it all clicked, but you see you and Meredith together a lot. Were you guys, were you guys friends like after the show? And how did you feel about her, her becoming the bachelorette? 
So I loved Meredith. She was my go-to um, early yeah. on in the okay. show. They did this crazy psychology thing where we had to vote who was most likely to be with Bob and who was most likely not to be, which was oh, actually oh terrible. Gosh. There was tears. And I was like, what terrible. is happening? Like, we were all getting along. And then all of a sudden it was just this like gong show. And yeah. I remember they putting to Meredith drama. in. That's why. Yeah. And of course, because we all got along yeah. and they're like, yeah. we got to stir this up. So Meredith was, I think, on everyone's list. And her and I just became close. She was like a big sister. Her her grandma died on the show. And her and I oh. would just, because I had lost my dad. So like we had like a very similar loss. And we just would sit and have some darts. <laughs> <laughs> some darts. And lots, of, and lots of margaritas. And then <laughs> her and I just became close. And then post-show, we were super close too. And We've chatted every once in a while. I think she's gone through some struggles, up, ups and downs, yeah. but um, we yeah. still all talk. Yeah. That's awesome. I always I thought that, that about, about the season of the women that were on my season, Trista, like, you know, you and I have talked a lot about how the guys all got along. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that same way. Like, I, I, I was kind of weird about it anyway. I was like, guys, please don't, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, drama back here is going to make anything happen over here, you know? But they didn't yeah. need that because they were like that with this, themselves right away. They were all very confident, very beautiful women. And they all got along great. And so I yeah. actually found that to be such an attractive quality in all of Same. them. You know, that they were yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. Aw, we were a good cast. And still to this day, we're on this Facebook thread. And we just joke around and we're like, we still need a reunion because it would be so much fun. I agree. I know. Oh I've been, I've been trying to get that for a while. I don't yeah. know if you guys, I feel like they just put so many women against each other on The yeah. Bachelor now that it's And just, men now, too. And men now, too, yeah. I would actually say the men, it feels like the men are worse than the women, frankly. Like, when you watch The Bachelorette now, I feel like those guys come in for blood. And it's like, yeah. I, I mean, I do, I do agree with you guys. It does seem like the women definitely are a lot more aggressive with each other. But the guys, it is crazy. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I we were such good friends on on your show. It was like, and yeah. I felt that way so about so many of the girls on my show too. So it was like, you know, I liked it better in that regard. I think that it, it's naturally going to create some stuff, but you know. Oh, I just yeah. wish it wasn't like, like going after each other and your character yeah. and, and that sort of thing. Like it, there's always going to be drama in some way, shape or form when you put that many people together and they're, yeah. you know, vying for the attention of one person. But I just feel like it, I I would love for it to not be so yucky to watch. Yeah. You know, like just makes me feel yucky. <laughs> yeah, and you, you feel like I'm you a need parent. To turn it sorry, yeah. exactly. I and I I Same can't because it's the train wreck. You know that you want to watch, yeah. and and I feel kind of maternal <laughs> towards these people, and I'm like, well, why yeah. are you saying this about your sister? You know. <laughs> Well, Kelly Joe, so now you you obviously you have a family. Tell us about tell us about everything you're doing. I live in Canada with a super hot Canadian and have <laughs> professional two crazy hockey player. Team. Oh, used to be. He's just old and grizzled now. So he, <laughs> oh, um, stop it. Yeah. So I mean, I'll still take him. He's a good looking dude. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I have two wonderful girls, 15 and 13, in the thick of teen years. Trista, I'm sure you know. Oh yeah, but, right there um, with you. Yep. Yes. We're at the and same ages. Just, We're like yeah. almost. Are you older boy, younger girl? I have two, She's girls. two girls. Oh, yeah. you have two girls. Um, yeah. Yes. So we're almost 
almost 15 in July and 13. I'm like literally right in it with you. And I don't know if your girls play hockey, but my son plays hockey. So I, yeah. Yes. My youngest plays hockey. She's a little Oh, that's amazing. And my oldest plays volleyball like I did. And she's way taller than I ever was. So I'm living vicariously through her. So yeah, it's good. Um, I get to go back to the States. As I said, my best friend's getting married. So I get to go to Chicago next week which will be so fun. And um, yeah, I get to see my mom who's in Florida and I haven't seen her in ages. So things are good. I've been very, very blessed since The Bachelor. Well, please tell your mom I said hi. It's been a long time since I've gotten to see her. That was such a fun time visiting with your family in Chicago. I remember it very fondly. So I think all of the girls in my family like jumped on you. They did. Ah! <laughs> it was awesome. I think it was like you know how they do like on. the running hugs that they do now on dates. Yes, I think my family always. did that to Bob. Oh, we need <laughs> even, we need to pull that up, guys. Yeah, even well, my grandma listening to this. Episode. We need that. Oh yeah, Such that's amazing. <laughs> okay, so wait. So how long did Kelly Joe last? You lasted to Kelly the Joe end. Kelly Joe was yeah? to the very end. Yeah, it was Kelly Joe and Estella were the final two. In fact, uh, Trista, much I got was that. Made. However. Much was made of Kelly uh-huh. Joe and I are holding hands like this. And I say, you know, however, and Kelly Joe goes. <laughs> yes. The however, I, I got the butt. I, so I got a butt. Uh-huh. Oh, she, my, I mean, and then I was like, I may I walk you to the in car? The and she's like, fine. She <laughs> did not care if I walked her to the car. She's like, yeah, if that's what you want to do. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Very, you know, in, in uh, very Kelly Joe fashion, though. It was like, you know, okay. All right, you made your you made your bed. See you, buddy. You know, and I thought that was. <laughs> I mean, looking back, looking back at it twenty years later, I'm like, well done, good play. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It led to your life. Like I always think, thank God for Alex Michelle, and that he did not choose me because I would never have gone on yeah. to meet Ryan. So I'm sure you feel exactly. the same way. Yeah, yeah we it's, both. It's doing all meant well, to be. Amen. And it's great that we get to still remain friends. I mean, that's what's so nice about it so many years later, you know. So it was awesome having you on. Thank you for joining us in the midst of your hair treatment. Don't worry. I'll send you guys a post so you don't think I'm as scary as I am right now. Yeah, send us us an after photo. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. Anytime. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Isn't she funny? I love that she comes on with with the tinfoil in her hair. That's so good. I love it. But you know, it's it's so fun. I mean, so, so Kelly Joe and I reconnected years later um, Mm -hmm. through my wife, actually. uh, Really? Yeah. So, so Canyon uh, had opened a facility in Vegas uh, with her company that she worked with in LA, Miami, New York and all the stuff. And, um, and Kelly Joe had reached out to me. um, I forget if it was like through Facebook or something. And was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, I know you're still doing all this kind of entertainment stuff. You know, do you have any, you know, friends that could do this or this? So I call my wife and I'm like, could you help me with this? Because I wouldn't know who to call. And my wife would yeah. set it all up, set it up. And it was really fun. And Kelly Joe was really awesome about it. She's like, thank you so much. I'm like, well, you actually have to thank my wife. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And uh, she's like, that's Aww. so cool. You know, and I love that. so it's kind of one of those things, you know, it's it's very nice um, to have these people in your life that you, you know, you have this kind of long history with and you pick up 10, 15 years later and, you know, you can just be like, yeah, wasn't that an awesome time in our lives? You know, oh, I see you have, you right. have such a beautiful family and kids. It's so great. It's not weird. It's not, no. you know, awkward. No. It's just nice. And I think um, that's got that's got to come from 
the advice that Trista gave me actually when uh, when I was going to uh-huh. be the bachelor, and this was something I, I took very seriously, where you were like, you know, just be honest, just be as forthcoming mm-hmm. as you can, and just and so I tried, you know, even when it didn't work out, you know, so great, I tried to be like, hey, look, I this is it, you know, I hope it's okay, you know, and yeah. obviously it didn't work out for me on the bachelor the way that it worked out for you on yeah. the bachelorette, but still an awesome experience and a lot of fun and and clearly a lot of lifelong friendships that have come out of it, which have been pretty amazing. Yeah. Including you for me, Bob. Um, uh, Again, this was so much fun. Love it. And I hope that all of you out there are enjoying listening. I, I know Ashley and Ben cannot be replaced, but we hope that we're just a little, you know, extra in your day. A different wrinkle (laughs) and don't use the word wrinkle, you know, about my face. (laughs) Not with a 50-year-old woman, almost. Yeah, oh, let's not talk about wrinkles. Almost a 51-year-old man. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> but yeah. yeah, I feel every inch of it. In fact, you know, I was going to say, I wanted, I, I, I mentioned this the other day um, texting with you, but I was thinking about like where my life was and where your life was when we were on these shows, which is 20 years mm-hmm. ago this year, I guess, and where they are today. And, um, you know, I always teasingly say that, you know, Trista gets ready for her time on the radio with her glam squad doing her hair and makeup and getting her all yeah, done, right. you know, but our lives are so, it's so interesting. Cause I'll still run into people and they, you know, what are you doing at the Kroger? I'm like, uh, <laughs> guys who handed out flowers 20 years ago, still need to eat chicken. You know, it happens. I need some cereal, um, you know, or whatever it might be. So it's kind of funny. So I would love for us to kind of talk a little bit about that on our next show too, because I do think it's a lot I of fun. It. The, the uh, I, what did I say on the thing? Uh, the, um, OG, OG versus IG. Yeah. There you go. OG versus IG. Yeah. Our yeah. real life versus Instagram, which I will versus be the first our real life. Our real, real, life real lives. Versus real life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think that Ashley and Ben actually do a really good job of talking about this. Like, Ashley so- shows up feeding the baby, you know, yep. like Ben's got, you know, the dog barking in the background, whatever. I, I think that they're really good at at showing everyone real life. Yeah. So I, I love, I'm, I'm all, all about talking about reality, the reality away from reality TV. There so you go. Maybe, maybe next episode, maybe two episodes. We'll see. You have to tune in to see. Ooh, tune in to see <laughs> when we come back with the almost famous podcast, the OGs. Thank you, Trista. Thanks, Bob. See you guys later. Bye guys. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.